This episode of the podcast is brought to you by every small business and brand that you believe in. So go purchase their products, go eat at their restaurants. And if you can't quite spend money with them yet because money's tight and you got a budget, right? In these crazy situations that we're in, well, go to their social media site, screenshot something, tag them in a post, write something nice about them. Anything that we can do to get more followers and also let them know we're out there and we support them and that we're coming together to lift each other up to get over this speed bump, the better. Speaking of small businesses and brands that you believe in, Transit Collective owner Kirill Brainin is on the podcast today. He started his website and his business and his clothing brand out of the love for rollerblading and mental health, really the mental health side. He has a lot of things on there, resources. You can go to his website and get everything for free. As far as if you are thinking about something, you need help with anything in the mental health side, you just need somebody to talk to. He's got groups on there. He's got places state by state. He's got a ton of information. And I can let him explain more about it because I'm the novice and he's the master in that situation. So without any further delay, please enjoy this conversation that I had with Kirill Brainin. All right. Man, thanks for being on. This is really cool. Like I saw your stuff from uh, Raina's post, and then I started following your your stuff. The the clothing line just looks super cool. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, holy cow! Sorry, already off to a <laughs> rough start when my my monitor drops. Um, yeah, I appreciate it, man. We're trying to make uh, cool things, and uh, I have some some very cool things. I'm very excited to release uh, in the next probably two weeks. So we do have some things coming. It'll be well, pretty exciting. Tell a little bit about what it is. It's Transit. What is it called? Transit. Uh, it's Transit Collective. Collective. I always want to say co for some reason. I don't know why that just rolls off, but it's always the way. Uh, the Instagram is Transit Co. Okay. That's why. That's why. But uh, originally, uh, I wanted it to be Transit Community. Uh, we decided on Collective, and we can go into that uh, as well, but. I'd like to think that the co also could be for a community collective. There's a bunch of different ways you can go about it, but on the shirts, on the graphic, it says transit collective. Okay. So what, like what, what's it all, what's the company all about? I mean, I know it says mental health and awareness and I've been to the website and read it, but explain a little bit how you started it and like what, like the meaning behind it. Of course. Um, Transit collective started in, numerous ways but if we were going to start at the very beginning it started on a couch in my therapist's office and clearly I was on the couch and he was in the seat he should be in Uh, and going back and I won't go into huge details but I had like a really big breakdown one of two I've had in my life but this one really got me Uh, and therefore I started going to therapy um, which has helped a ton even though I was anti-therapy and then I ended up realizing that I needed to take medication on top of that to help me go through therapy. Uh, it was also super anti-medicine. And now that I've experienced both these things, I've realized how beneficial and important it was, uh, has been, and currently is, and will be going forward to me. But transit started because, man, so one of the main conversations we were having in therapy at, or at the time is uh, I really felt like this mixture of like anger with myself and complacency because I was doing, I was working a job where I made okay money and I loved everyone I worked with, but I just wasn't, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. Given being able to do what you want to do takes a certain skill set and 
things I didn't have, but I was like, what can I do for me? Even if it's a small project and my therapist was very into for my mind, cause I have uh, depression, anxiety, uh, OCD and ADHD. So it was very important for him that I do a project for myself that can keep me busy personally to keep me on like on a sane level. Uh, that being said, he also knows all about me and rollerblading and how I got into it and how important it is and how big part of my life rollerblading is or inline skating, uh, the aggressive portion of it, uh, the big wheeling portion, all of it makes me feel relaxed. It makes that it, sometimes it's the only time I feel normal is when I skate. And I think a lot of people would probably think that too, uh, with whatever that goes on in their general lives. So to, to answer your question in so many words, and I'm going to add a couple more to it is, uh, Transit was a project for me to do uh, as I was going through therapy. And, and originally it started as me just, I got a, a press to make shirts and it was just me making random designs in Illustrator and figuring out how to just apply something to a t-shirt. And then slowly I started posting my stuff on my personal Instagram of like, Hey, look what I made. And slowly people started being like, Hey, are, like, is that for sale? And it would be, or it wouldn't be, depending on if I wanted to let it go. Um, but then people started messaging me and being like, can you make this? And it was custom orders. So I learned how to print from that. And then at some point I was like, I want to do a rollerblading project. I want to do a rollerblading clothing company because I feel like there's not a lot out there, but I don't want to be a t-shirt. Like I want to be more than a t-shirt. And what do I know more in my life right now? But, or the, the two things I know most right now about myself are my my fondness for therapy and what it can do for people that were under mental distress and, and how it can benefit them and how much I love rollerblading. So I was like, let me marry the two. And that's kind of how it started. That's pretty sweet, man. And, and I agree with you. Like therapy does have like an important place and people can like, include my, like people like myself included before I was like, no, like therapy, like you hear stories about it messing you up. Like, they can mess you up more than they can help you. You know, they're going to twist things around or give you some sort of weird thing in your head. And it's just not the case. Like you've ever been, you've ever gone. Like uh, I went for a short period of time for certain reasons and it really benefited me in that time frame. Like I went in the specific space that I needed it and it actually helped me progress along faster. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I think some people are, are very capable themselves of, going through their own thoughts and fixing and sorry, pardon me, my dog's going off right now. Right. We love dogs. Hopefully it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't ruin the audio too much. <laughs> let me pause. Let me, can I, can I step away for like 10 seconds? Go for it. Okay. Okay. We're back. We are back. No barking this time. <laughs> no barking. Um, no, we were, uh, we were talking about therapy and like the misconceptions of not being helpful and all that good stuff. And, um, like I shared with you about how I went to therapy and had that, like that thing in for a specific space yes. and I wasn't like depressed or anything. I wasn't, um, I didn't have, there were certain reasons I went, but I, I, I was in an okay mental space. I think it's good for even people who can go and just talk, like need to go and talk to somebody to work things out like yeah understand how they can improve they can get better if they're stuck in a situation with nobody around that they can go vent to like it even works where you can go do that and just have a sounding board that's objective coming back at you yes i agree and my two cents on that is you don't have to be any sort of you don't have to have any sort of mental illness um 
and I, even that, it still weirds me out to say the word mental illness. I can go into that, but you don't have to be depressed to go to therapy. You don't have to have anxiety. You don't have to have panic. You don't have to have any of these things. You can go strictly just to go and talk. And, and I guess to your point, what I'm saying is you can go to your buddies and say, Hey, I'm, I'm going through this right now. And you've got two kinds of friends, hypothetically, you can got one that might try to give you a little more, more insight, or you might have like your regular, whatever your drinking buddies or something like that. That'll go like, ah, yeah, man, that sucks. But that's not what you're looking for. Like you're trying to therapy. Isn't them. To, I think people also have a misconception. Therapy isn't them telling you what to do or how to feel the, all they do. They're like little, I, I almost like want to call them like brain shamans or something. They just kind of guide you, guide your own thought process and let you figure it out yourself. But it's important to have someone that kind of leads you in the right direction. So you don't go off on a hundred ta- uh, tangents. Yeah. And, and I agree. Like that's, that's a crazy thing to say. Like you don't need it. You don't have to have a mental illness to be a therapist, like to go see a therapist. Also, you don't need to self-proclaim yourself with like a mental illness either to it's okay. Like it's all okay just to go seek help. I think that's an important thing too. Like you don't have to self-diagnose yourself with anything you can just go and see somebody and talk to them and kind of figure things out. Exactly. I think therapy is no different. I mean, you can even put it in the same, you, you would go see like a financial advisor if you needed, you know, uh, some sort of help on where your finances go, or you can go see like a school advisor to help you pick classes to get into the career you want type thing. I, you can also go see a therapist, a counselor, et cetera, just to help you in your general day to day. It's, it's, to me, it's like no different than having a life coach. Um, <laughs> and if you find a good therapist and I, and I've told this before, I've, I've talked about it before, like finding a therapist sometimes is pretty tough and even daunting because you might have a couple expensive hour sessions repeating yourself like a broken record to try to figure out who you're vibing with. Cause therapy is a lot about vibing with somebody until you find the right person. So it took me three people I went to before I found Taylor, who I talk with now. And, uh, and I've been going there for like a year and a half and I love it every second of it. So it's crazy that you got this idea of to start a clothing company from that love of doing that. And like, seems like you want to spread that news of like, Hey, it's okay. Like therapy's fine. Like the things that helped you out mental health and all that good stuff. And then you're sitting there talking with him like trying to work on yourself and then you come up with this idea to, Hey, I want to put something on a t-shirt and combine two things that I love. Totally. Um, and he's been involved. Like, it's funny. I was actually talking to him. I, so I go to him weekly every Tuesday. Um, and he does the, uh, podcast. He does a podcast with me once a month, which I'm super grateful for. Uh, the original one was supposed to be this morning. And we couldn't find a venue to do it in time. It's one of those conflict of interest where like he can't physically come to my place. I can't physically go to his place. And we couldn't set up a time that early. So it's supposed to be at 8 a.m. Regardless. Uh, I almost joke around. I don't even joke around. I'm totally serious. So like on, if you go on the transit page right now and you click on the team section, the team section shows everyone, including myself, including Tori, including Brando and my friend Train, who also uh, helps me print. And I was in my head, I was like, well, this, it seems like too, it feels like it's too much for me when I click on the team page. So I was going to remove some of us and put us on the, like a creator's page or an about page. Uh, and so Stefan's actually going to be doing that. I don't, 
I thought it might be an announcement for you to display, but Stefan's with him working on Outward and another big project that's under wraps right now. Uh, Stefan and I agreed that he's just going to be on the creators page because he does do all the design work for us. Um, but the creators page will be Stefan, myself, Tori, Train, right? And I'm, I asked Taylor, I was like, would you mind being on this page? Because he helped create it more than anyone. It was just an idea or like, it wasn't even like there wasn't a name, there wasn't anything to it. It was just, yeah, me going like, Hey, I like rollerblading and I like printing t-shirts. Uh, and I'm really like into like how much progress I've made here. Maybe like, and it was like literally talking like that and just like going off on a hundred tangents. because I'm really good at doing that and him bringing me back and giving me some structure on how to make this like small project slash dream into like a reality. And he's been there the whole way from, Hey, did you get, and he checks me too. He'll be like, Hey, did you get this done on the website? This is pre-launch. Did you get this done? Yeah. Did you get this? Yeah. And then I go like, okay, how do I like incorporate like the resource center? How can I do this? What do you think people would like to see? And you tell me, you know, like, well, I think you need to touch on this. And I think if you're going to do this and you got to really go into it, you can't like half-ass it. Like, and then, so, you know, transit was born. <laughs> That's so awesome, man. It's in so, so, in so many I, words, dude. I don't, I don't know that I've ever, like, you don't ever hear of, well, at least I've never heard of it. You always think that like therapist is like private and it's separate, but this guy's actually like front and center with you on a podcast with you and your therapist and you've got them on your transit stuff. Yeah, totally. And and I will say this, like when I initially asked him to, if he would be willing to do the podcast with me, because he also knew I was starting to get into podcasting. He was there. Like, I was like, do you think I should sell my current equipment and get an iPad pro and all this stuff? And he's like, well, I don't know. And he helped me outweigh, like weigh the pros and the cons because I, I'm one of those people where I can do it, but I'll just think about it. I'll critically overthink it too much. So I need someone that's there on like a level basis. So he really has helped me a ton. Um, but when it came to doing the podcast, he's like, I'm definitely interested. I think it'd be a huge help for a multitude of people. I'm nervous. Him, Taylor said, I'm nervous about doing this because I've never done it before. And I'm like, don't worry about it, dude. I'm nervous every single time I record my voice. Like I hate it, but you get, you find your voice the further you go. Right. Um, but he's like, okay, well let me, I have to talk to my supervisor so he had to go, he's like, I just need to check, like, I need to look into myself and check with my own personal, like, my moral code. And then I got to see, like, what I can do under the umbrella uh, institution he works for. And on top of that, he had to go back and look through some regulations to see what he could do with, clay, or like, a, a client, uh, what am I thinking of? Doctor, patient, like, uh, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but you get what I'm saying. He had to make sure legally he could do. So after he got the okay from his boss, after he got the okay from the board that he works under, et cetera, he was able to agree. And that's when we did our first, we call them clinical casts. So this, this next one that was supposed to be this morning, couldn't find the venue in time. So we're actually, we moved it to Monday and the way we're doing that one is, um, I'm just using my own, my own personal hour that I do for a session. I was like, do you mind if we just do, since we, it's hard for us to meet up, do you mind if I just use my hour that I pay for as the podcast hour. And he's like, he's like, totally up to you. If it's, if you feel okay about using your hour with it, we can do that. And I said, yes, let's use my hour for it. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped, dude. Taylor's such a good dude. Uh, Tori, Tracy, the best dude, like everyone that's part of it, Stefan, all the riders, all the boys are, uh, man, they're great. And, uh, it's, it's funny because, uh, every person that's on the team right now, uh, was almost a complete cold call where I would just be like, 
Hey, this is Kirill on, on DM messages on Instagram. Can I call you? And they'd be like, uh, okay. And I would just call him and just like legit throw him a pitch being like, this is what I'm planning on doing. This is the message. Would you be a part of it? Like, would you be willing to be a part of it? And some guys took convincing or I had to show them what I was actually doing. And I had some people say like, well, I, I've kind of done something similar to this before. And then it just faded away. Like, are you going to fade away? And I'm like, no way, dude, you don't even know like how much drive I have in myself right now to make this happen. And it's going to be very big. I mean, like, not like, I don't care if I make money from it. And, and just to say Tori, Tori and I also take zero money from the company. Um, but like our aspirations are huge for what we want it to be. So I'm just going along with my aspirations because uh, it's worked out for me so far. I really like how you've made it. Um, and there's a couple of things like, like this whole thing is really fascinating to me. I really like how you've made it actually more of a, it's less of a rollerblading brand as far as like only rollerbladers can wear it. So like, you know, if you're in the rollerblading world, you're loyal to those brands, you, you wear that sort of stuff and that's the fashion. This is like mm-hmm. blending those two things together. Like your stuff is, is eye catching. Like I would just wear it. If that makes yep. sense. I just wear it around like you don't have you don't have to feel like a poser if you're not a rollerblader and you buy it you know or yeah um, it fits that style of like a culture like a a fashion type of thing which is really cool I don't I don't know of too many rollerblading companies that have done that I can only think of one and I don't know if you remember this one but it was called Yukon Acrobatics I do not uh it was a really slick company actually like and some people that listen to this might remember if they're like uh you don't know it's it's like pre-og era of like rollerblading somewhere like right in like the early mid 2000s there was this great company called yukon and they're still around but they made just really slick cut and sew stuff too it wasn't just printing onto a t-shirt which is what we do for now we're kind of staying within our budget since we are funding everything ourselves but Yukon made really great prints and now they're actually, they turned into like a really high end fashion brand. I don't know if they still have skate. They kind of went away from skating, but they did at the time they encompassed uh, a bunch of really cool athletes. And, and to touch on what you said earlier, and I'm not going to give a lot away, but uh, I don't even know if I should be saying this yet. Uh, Transit is not going to be just a rollerblading brand. And that's all I'll say. Well, I fi- I mean, I figured there will be other, uh, there will be other actions sports involved because like I and man, it might upset, upset some people that like, I'm not staying loyal to rollerblading, even though I'm rollerblader through and through, like I just bought skates. I totally don't need just to buy it from a shop that I wanted to support. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to say, uh, we, like this goes into our, like our big plans, but there's some cool moves going on. And I almost like want to think of it as like creating like a, a really cool culture to be a part of that's really positive and be like, I kind of geek out on the fact of like having possibly like a super team of like a sick athletes from all over each sport and just touching base with everyone kind of, and just branching out. Cause I, I do think it's something people want to get behind. I don't think it matters what you have under your feet. No, it's actually bet, man. This is one thing I've come to like learn when I was really in, like when I was in, immersed in it and that's all I wanted to do every day which is still kind of all I want to do every day anyway but um I got an adult you know I got a full-time job I got kids you know there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. I gotta do um but before that I would you know you look at people like there are certain levels to this and you'd be very ideological with the rollerblading in the early 90s 
like mm -hmm. it was very and skateboarders were the same way they were very ideological with skateboarding and bmxers were the same way like with them and then shooter kids come into the frame and what you realize is like if all of them grow it's good for everybody like if people are just rolling around having fun like it's the same thing what you're doing it's just a different style so you should promote everything like you should really I totally like, agree yeah yeah you should be a part of all of it that's why the like pigeonholing your company just to that when that goes away or takes a dip then you're done you brought up a great term just now and that term is pigeonholing um and i want to tell somebody well i mean i want to i'd like to say something that not, not a lot of people know is originally the website uh was bladetransit.com that was purchased i had that name and then once also via taylor my therapist talking about it and being like i don't want to be pigeonholed and rollerblading because i want in my head it was like from a from the perspective of like how my personal brain works and why i sometimes need help with my thought processes because these tangents have tangents have tangents have tangents and i can just like it'll it to the point where like it does make me like break down because i just can't handle it but i knew that i wanted to be bigger than rollerblading not me personally i wanted what i do to be have a stronger message than rollerblading rollerblading's i know rollerblading and rollerblading's in my life for probably 25 years maybe i'm probably a, a year or two over than that as well so i knew i could trust my friends within rollerblading to tell me if i was doing something right or i was doing something wrong and what i can fix and now that we're doing it i i would like to think that having just hay transit which is i feel like very warming and welcoming it sounded a lot better than blade transit which would have made me stick with just skating so i didn't want to pigeonhole myself um, also anything with the word transit in it turns out for a web domain, very expensive, as you could imagine. The difference between Hey Transit and Hello Transit was like $60,000. Holy smokes. Yeah. Don't worry. We're, we're less than a hundred dollars a month for our domain. So that's good, <laughs> <laughs> but it was nuts. Sorry. And if I talk too much, dude, you feel free to interrupt me and stop All me right. because I have a terrible problem with this terrible problem. I dude, so many people have said that like after the podcast, they say like, oh man, I just, I talk too much. I'm, I'm like you as a podcast, as a guest on a show, that's impossible. Like it's impossible yeah. to talk too much. Like it, mm -hmm. it's harder when the person doesn't talk. Like it's so much yeah. better when they explain themselves. Um, but another thing with your whole deal and the therapy stuff, I kind of want to go back to because I just, I thought of it while you're saying it is, the vulnerability aspect of like having a podcast with your therapist on your hour, even, or whatever it is. Um, it, I imagine that can help your mental health as well. Like just being able to, to say your things out there in the world and then realize like, it's a scary place. You're recording your voice and then you're putting it out there that anybody on the internet, whether it's mm -hmm. one person, whether it's 200 people, maybe it gets found later on in life. You know, you get like, you gain traction, transit becomes huge and they click on that episode and listen to it. You know, your there voice is forever. Yeah. Yes. So that's a, it's a double edged sword sometimes that you probably realize too, is that whatever you say is going to be out there forever. So it's also a mix of like, I want to say what I want to say, but it's also like, uh, I mean, you know how it works now with, there's a lot of movements to, I'm not going to say movements. You People can easily dig up dirt on somebody. So I'm never going to say anything I don't mean. And I'm never going to say anything that would intentionally hurt me, someone else that I know, or someone in general. Like 
I, at the same time, I don't feel like I have anything bad to say about anybody. Um, yeah, you brought up a good point too. And I'm trying to remember what it was. And, and this is also part of my problem. I'm very forgetful, but uh, keep no going. And, and I'm going to, I'll catch up with you. I might interrupt <laughs> you once I catch up. It is going to come, but just, it might, yeah, I take a little slower than other people. Well, um, so you're, you're the pun, like you're putting stuff out there and you're helping people with the podcast. You're helping people with your clothing. Let's go ahead and we can just move on to my favorite thing, which is, and you, it looks like you just remembered what you wanted. I, ju- I did just remember it. You're right. <laughs> what is it? Don't forget it. Go ahead. Okay. 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 <laughs> you said helping people out and using your hour yep. um, and how it could benefit your mental health. That's what I was going to get to. So I'm, I'm going to tell you something very quickly. That's very dumb about me, but I had this weird phobia of like, I would not watch scary movies or put myself or like ride roller coasters. Because to me, that was like one of my main, my main phobias is like phobias of getting hurt and or like mortally hurt. Um, and it, this was a t- talks that we had with Taylor. He's like, what are the odds that you're actually going to die from like riding a roller coaster? And I was like, probably very little since so many, like statistically for the amount of people that ride a roller coaster per day and versus the amount of roller coaster deaths there are in like the U S in a year, statistically low. Right. He's like, yeah. And he's like, and what are the odds that like, you're going to put yourself in a bad place by watching a scary movie. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, could happen. I just think it will. And, and what the point was that he was trying to make is it is a lot of uh, dipping your toes in the water. Like a very good point that I've been trying to work on too, is like exposure to things you're not comfortable with and exposure to things you don't like because you're, it's always going to be a phobia until it becomes a normal. You know what I mean? So in terms of the podcast, like, yes, when I put my stuff out there, I go, this is weird. Cause I'm like letting in my personal life. But then I go, I'm the only way it's going to feel normal for me and hopefully feel normal for other people to talk openly about this stuff is if someone does it. So I go like, I'm feeling okay. Like I could probably do that. So yeah, it does help me. And I, I hope that like I reach other people and they go, man, maybe I should get therapy too. And I've actually have had a couple friends that have reached out that now go to Taylor of all people. He always jokes around saying he's going to be the rollerbladers therapist. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, good on you. Cause we got a lot of people that would want to come talk to you. Well, I mean, it's just like you're saying, it's, it's really, it's reps. You t- dip the toe in the water or whatever it is. The more reps you get, it's like anything. It's like your rollerblading when you first started, you know, you go with your first group of like really high level people and you're, you kind of sit in the background and you wait and then you'll do one or two little tricks and then let them, you know, you're letting them go and you're watching and you're, and you're like, okay, I guess if I fall in front of them, it's going to be bad. And then you fall in front of them and you're like, oh, it's okay. It's not, it's not yeah, so bad. Totally you fine. Fall, you're like, oh, it's okay. It's not so bad. And then by the end, you're like falling and making fun of yourself and you guys are all laughing at, you know, laughing it yeah. off and you're trying, you're free and you're relaxed. So the more reps you get at anything, like, just whatever it is, the better you're going to get. And the more like focused. I completely agree. Yeah. And the the other end of that is uh, you might be, you know, on that same spectrum of like you're a beginner and maybe you don't want to fall, but then maybe you're scared to go. And then you do something that even on someone else's skill level seems like a very easy thing to do. And maybe you didn't waste it that well, but out of of nowhere, what you don't expect is everyone like clapping and be like, yeah, dude, that was sick. Keep doing that. And that's like the other aspect that is cool is like, people have this illusion that going to therapy is terrible and uh, or not terrible, but like weak or, you know, shows weakness, whatever else. But then all of a sudden you might do it and be like, Oh, I actually, yeah, I needed help, man. I want to go to therapy. There might be 10 other of your boys 
or female friends or whatever else being like, well, that's crazy. I go to therapy too. I just never shared it. And all of a sudden, boom, you have that connection. Yes. Very easy to do. Very like, can I also say something else? When I originally started transit, it was a lot of it for me personally was to promote. And I, it's not like I'm retracting this, but to be blatantly transparent, I wanted to help promote men's mental health because I thought there was a certain, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say illusion again, but there was oh, stigma. There was a stigma where like, if you're a man, you need to be a pillar and you need to be strong and you need to be this and you need to be that. And I feel like that's how I got in my mess for myself personally is because I just kept sweeping things under the rug and letting people walk on me and just kept being like, it's okay. It's okay. Like who cares? I'm good. And then at some point, everything under that rug, the rug's too full. Right. And it all came out all at once. Um, but I think the broader statement is mental health is for everybody. So I can't, I can't, I can't say now just for men, but I, to me, it's still very important that men feel like they have a place to talk and feel good about do like feel safe doing that as well. You know, it's, uh, and to kind of tap on that a little more is, or to kind of like show what I mean is if you see a lot of magazines, like, uh, help me out here, Aaron, what are some, uh, like very popular, like, uh, women's magazines? Oh shoot. Like the ones at the grocery store, like yeah, exactly. things. Yeah. So there's, I mean, those are, I think more like, uh, drama or not drama like a rumor type magazines, but there are, there's, there's like the women's equivalent of like maybe like a GQ or uh, like a men's health or, you know, there's, you know, like type of magazine or something like a Vogue, like very, yeah. Like, so Vogue's a huge publication. I still buy Vogue myself. I love the ads. I love everything in there. So I, it's a nice piece of uh, material to read, but in all those magazines, you see a lot of like how to deal with this and how to deal with that. And those are major publications where you open up like a, a GQ or a, uh, uh, Maxim. I don't even know if they have those anymore, but you open those out and they're just like girls in bikinis and like what watch to wear and what this and that. And I'm like, yo, where's the articles on like how to cope with like losing a loved one or like what, to, like, what are like, you know, there's always like 10 steps to make this do that. I'm like, well, what are the 10 steps after like, I've been in a long-term relationship and I decided like we, and we grew apart and our love failed. I'm like, where's that? You know what I mean? Like those are real conversations for real people. So I guess like w- what I'm trying to say is like, that's what I thought about, or that's why I was thinking, man, I'm like, where's the help? Like, where's the norm for that? Where like in women's magazines, they, there is some sort of norm there, which is great. And women are definitely ahead of the curve on that than we are. But for some reason, it's like, I don't know if they think it's the same thing where it's like bad for publicity, like rollerblading was for the X games that they can't talk about that stuff, but there needs to be some sort of change. So I'm not saying I'm going to make a huge change like that, but if I'm doing something, it's it's something more than I was doing a year ago kind of thing, you know? I think you can make a way bigger change doing your podcast hour than any sort of magazine sort of thing can do because that's such a short clip and usually they're trying to sell you something and it's not coming from a genuine place. They're just writing something that people want to read. Uh, yeah. For the most part. Like I find it kind of like small talk or empty in that sense. That's why I listen to so many totally. podcasts. Cause I get like the genuine feeling from somebody like I'm going to get what you're going through. I'm going to get your conversation and your authenticity with your therapist going back and forth. And I'm going to learn something from that. Like that's where yeah. I'm going to relate to you. 
I'm going to relate to little bits and pieces of it. I can use things to apply to other areas of my life. Like I can go, oh, well, I'm not in the same situation that he's in, but you know what? I can use that mental part to be stronger in other areas of this. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to practice that in my mind and imagine myself going through that. I mean, that's the, that's what goes through my head when I'm listening to these things. And so that's yeah. what I think you can make a way bigger impact than any of those magazines or anything like that can ever have. Totally. And and I'm not trying to compare what uh, what I do to a magazine. Uh, the, the I guess the benefit that the magazine has and kind of like the bummer that the magazine has is like the magazine does have that platform and reach. And I go like, man, you, you, it would be really cool since you have that platform and reach to like do something cool with it. Um, and that can go for, listen, that's something, and this is something we talked about briefly earlier, but that can go for a lot of things happening right now too, uh, which I won't go into any further, but it's just something where like, man, it, it would be cool. Like if you guys were like, not that you should, or you have to, or this or that, but I go like, dude, it would be a, it'd be really nice like to like get, cause it's a lot of it's like validation for like the readers too, to be like, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not like other people, other people are going through this and it feels, it feels good. It brings me together with the other readers of said magazine to know that they're also reaching out to us. Like they're thinking about us kind of thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Well, let's move. I want to move on to the shirt thing. And, and because something that really was awesome and I, I'm going to purchase the shirt, I'm going to order it. It's the, the one with the brain on it, the never give up one. He's holding the flag, right? Is that what it says? Yeah. It says never give up. That one's, I, I love that one. Like that's my personal favorite out of the whole line. And I, and I hope to have more like that, more illustrations right now. Like if, if you went to the website, you could tell we're very logo heavy and that was our first attempt at like an illustration. And that was done by Rich Taylor in the UK, who's a tremendous designer. Uh, and on top of that, he's like, he has done a lot of designs for like a lot of really cool surf brands. Uh, and he's just so good. But he actually messaged me and was like, Hey, I do design work. I've like, if you ever need help, let me know which was like very nice. And I was like, yeah, thanks dude. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. And right after I sent him that, I looked at his profile and was like, holy cow, dude, this guy is like really talented. He's a rollerblader. Um, and I was like, I have this idea. Like, I don't know if you can do it, but I, I found something that he'd done before and I like that. So I was like, kind of like this that you've already done, but then I want like this message and I want a brain instead. And I kind of want it to look like thirties, forties cartoony, if that makes sense. And he's like, I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. And it probably took like five iterations of it. And then when he sent me the last one, I was like, you nailed it. Like exactly what I had in my head. And I always am like so grateful for creators and artistic people that can take like a paragraph of blubber and like turn it into like exactly what someone's thinking. I'm like, like you're a wizard, Harry. Like how would you do that? Like, but yeah, the never give up shirts rad. I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah, and you like, it's cut. Did you have to? So he's a rollerblader. I did not know that, but like yeah. beforehand, I just uh, I saw that. Um, and did you have to, like? Is this something you paid for, like a collaboration that you give him money for, or did he just like do this? Like when he said, "Hey, man, I'd like to work with you if you ever need help." Yeah. So great question. He was like, "I would like to do this," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, I mean, like, I was like, if you can do this," and then he ended up making the shirt after me trying to like figure out in my own head what I was talking about forming into sentences and writing it to him a couple phone call conversations and then he did it and I was like this is great 
like then this totally fits our vibe and why we have the word collective and why I imagine transit going like the round or the route of like a Ruka. If you're familiar with Ruka, the brand, yeah, it's like yeah. a serve company, but it's also like a collective of like artists, photographers, athletes, etc. I love that. Like I love the whole like marriage of all these cool people and all these cool things that these people can do and, and marrying them all into like one project. I think it's great. So I was like, this is great. Cause we want to actually do like, we've talked about doing an artist series and like, how cool would it be that you could be our first artist? And like, can I pay you for this? And we, we talked about that because my original plan was like, okay, I don't have a lot of money to give right now, but how about we do like X amount of dollars per shirt sold? I'll just Venmo you at the end of every month. Like there's no end of fiscal year. There's no this or that. And he's like, that's really humbling that you'd want to do that, but I don't want that. I don't want anything for it. And I was like, well, I can't just not give you anything for it. And then he wrote me back. He's like, well, I really like that Anorak jacket. And I was like, pick anything you want off the site. And that's how that, that's how that panned out. <laughs> Dude, well, I said that because in the action sports world all the way around, like no matter where it goes, no matter what you see, they seem to be very supportive of their own. Totally. Like if totally. you're in it, it's like a little it's like a little club. Like you have a bond no matter where you're at in the world. And there's a lot of things like that. Like when people involve themselves in something and they get in something where there's such a passion for it, that it becomes this little like club and you can make friends and then it can build off that. Like you're, you're want to start this business. And then all of a sudden this guy in the UK, he's in the UK, right? He's in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, Hey man, I'd like to help you out. You're like, what? Like this guy's, he doesn't live here. Like, where did this come from? Like, Oh, we just do the same thing. I want to help you out because I really dig this and I dig what you're doing. Like that's the mentality and the attitude of it. So like sharing that with other people, like if they have a thought in their head, they can build something or they want to build something and it's tearing them up inside. Like it was tearing you up inside. They can just like take that step and like start it. And then you never know who's going to come out and help if you just keep going. Exactly. Um, and I think there is something with what you just said that uh, should really resonate with with most people and with people that listen to this podcast is that uh, you, this podcast, your podcast, was just an idea before you started it, before you implemented it. And there is a saying that every idea is an idea until you act upon it. And there, and I think there would be a lot of really cool creative things in the inline world if people had all those ideas. And they just even like, if you just had like a small college try at it, you'd be surprised with yourself. But there's a lot of amazing dormant ideas that are laying in people's heads where they're like, I can't do it. Or like, that would cost too much money or this or that. Let me tell you, I unloaded a lot of crap that I haven't used in years to try to fund this. So like be all like Facebook marketplace and whatever else. But, you know, go out of your way, like do something fun. It's okay to fail when I went into this I, and Tori told me, he's like, people might not dig this. And I was like, I think they will, but you're probably right. He told me that. And he said, uh, you're never going to please everybody, but you just got to stick to your mission. And I was like, okay. And that's that. And he was referencing when he ran heat and it's hard for me because I'm a very much a people pleaser. Like I want to bend over backwards to help people do things. But when he's like, you're not going to make everyone happy, no matter how hard you try and it's going to affect you. And I was like, all right. He's like, so, if you know these things, then yeah, like I'll partner up with you. And that's, you know, one of the things that that's how we ended up partnering up in so many ways too. But, uh, 
that was once again a tangent. I apologize, Aaron. Uh, what this really comes down to is dormant ideas. Don't let them sit dormant. Act upon them. There's so much cool stuff out there. And you can easily reach out to, I'm assuming even yourself or to me, if someone has a cool idea and they're like, Aaron, would you like, would it be possible? Like if once I figure this out a little more, come on the podcast to like talk about it, I'm sure you'd be okay with it. And if someone wanted to reach out to transit and been like, Hey, I, I kind of want to make like, I have these cool t-shirt ideas too. Like, how do I do it? I, I'm telling you right now from the horse's mouth, I will help you make a t-shirt and print it for you. If you need the help to get started, I'll show you how we do everything here. Everyone's willing to help you. Just it's, it's a lot harder to start something than it is to ask for help. Well, that's, man, you said so many awesome things right there, but it's like, I just did a podcast with Justin Sua and it's like, that's what he said. The problem was like people comment on his page, like easier said than done, man, easier said than done. He's like, of course it's easier said than done. Like that's exactly. the point. If it was easy. Everybody would be doing it. Like, here's the advice. It seems easy. It's hard to actually do it. Like it's scary. It's a scary thing to actually take that step and do something and to it, move it yeah. forward. Like I've got thousands of ideas. Have I acted on them? No. Why? Cause I got scared and I didn't do it. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like maybe it didn't fit. Maybe it wasn't logical, whatever it was, but I mean, that's, that's just the truth. Like it's a lot easier to talk about it than it is to actually take the action, put your logo on a t-shirt and then put it out there for sale. Like it sounds easy. Yeah. Then why isn't everybody trying it? You know, it's hard. And, and, and even with transit going into something like uh, statistically, like retail sort of companies, like you're kind of at, like you're going into a field, like let's say you just said the broad term t-shirt company, which I don't believe we are because we have a message. But if you said, streetwear company, t-shirt company, etc. And you want to start something. You're almost setting yourself up in a really bad position just because there's so many people trying to do this. You just have to want to try harder than your competition does, if that makes sense. Um, and on top of that, I think what, what you do, I think like there should be some sort of meaning behind it. I don't, I, there's a lot of people that do have great illustrations and great designs and they would look super cool in a t-shirt. But I think the difference really is like, how am I benefiting other people besides them just wearing my stuff and me making a buck? Because at some point the money's going to run out and a lot of things are going to run out. So you got to be doing it for the right reasons before you even start. Um, on top of that, for us personally, uh, and I think Brian Shima said it in the last Jump Street, where he's like, if you're, a, if you go into business and rollerblading, like you're just going into business to lose your money. And I'm going to be honest, like there could be some truth to that for sure. Anyone that's listening, that's a rollerblader, like, and you've been, or you either maybe a, you were a rollerblader, then you stopped because of whatever reasons, or maybe you just became a rollerblader and welcome aboard. Love to have you here. Or there's people that maybe started in the nineties and you know, now they have kids and families and mortgages, et cetera. And you're still going rollerblading is like the most labor of love thing ever. Like there's no greater thing I can think of, of people like the, the rollerblading community is so great because, and then maybe you can attest to this, but like I got so bullied when I was younger and I'm not going to repeat the words that people call me just for skating, but I love rollerblading. Like I love rollerblading enough to be called whatever word in the book. And at, at, you know, and, and over the years, like my shell is hardened. And now like I could care less what people call me, even though I do think now for everyone's kind of everyone that skates is all kind of on the same age level, which has been kind of refreshing, but rollerblading is just like, 
if you're in it, you were in it for the, you were in it for reasons above being cool or looking cool or getting girls or getting boys or whatever, you know, whatever you're into, go for it. Uh, you were in it because you loved the sport and you didn't care what anybody said. And that's like, man, what's more powerful than that, right? That's where, that's where selling stuff to rollerbladers or, or being in the business of rollerblading. I feel like that's the one advantage is like, we've always had each other's backs. Like you're not going to let, you're not going to let your friend down. Like you're not going to let your friends fail. You're going to always grow each other. Yeah. It's, a, it, and that, that probably speaks to your mentality of saying like, man, if you want to start a company, I'll help you out. Like I, I'll give you help. Just reach out to me, ask a question. Like I'll give you all the knowledge that I have. I'll do whatever I can to like further your process and help you out with that abundance mindset, which I absolutely love, but it probably goes a little bit towards that. Like you do something that you love, no matter what you get called. And I just embrace it. I've always been like, I laugh and I'll put out the little, I'll put like a bowl of fruit and a boot next to my stuff, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I embrace all of the names and all of that because I mean, and I'm doing what I love to do. I really don't care what somebody's going to call me because I have, you know, two kids on instead of a board or a bike or something, you know? Yeah. When, I uh, think it's a lot less uh, critical now than it used to be. Oh, 100%. It used I to think be nobody less- cares anymore. And, and uh, you said something earlier about whatever, I don't remember exactly what you said, but I remember thinking while you said it, like, Hey, doesn't matter what you have on your feet like if you're doing something besides like i don't know playing video games or watching youtube or or you're just outside like you're being active and especially with a sport that's like easy on your knees and you, like you're already it doesn't shouldn't matter what you do like you're just outside like enjoying something you're sweating you're working on perfecting a skill like that's cool given I will say this, I don't play video games because I'm terrible at them. And there's also something to be said for people that play video games and are really good at it because I, I look at that probably the way some people look at people like skateboarding down a handrail or something and being like, how does he even do that? And I watch like eight-year-olds go on like 20 kill streaks on Modern Warfare or some whatever game. And I'm like, how does he do that? You know what I mean? So there's skill level to, to everything people want to do. But I do, I guess I applaud people that apply their skill level to outdoor activities and an exercise. Well, it's that social aspect. Like you're talking mental health and that's what your company's about. The social aspect of, like you said, you were bullied. It doesn't matter like whether you're bullied or whether you're playing video games inside all day long. Um, I was homeschooled. So, you know, like social interactions would be, you would think they'd be tough. I mean, I was a pretty social kid. I want to get out and play all the sports and do all the stuff, but like mm-hmm. you see people in those groups, they stay in their little bubble and they don't have that social interaction and that hurts your mental health. I think more than anything else, you need to go out and be, we're social beings. That's what we want to do. That's why this whole like shelter in place thing is so crazy because you're like, and it drives people nuts and it gets people so much tension because you can't go out and be social like you're meant to do. And so mm-hmm. if, if it's something like rollerblading gets a kid an hour a day off of the, off of YouTube or the screen and they get out and they go see people and wave at them. They feel the sunshine, soak up some vitamin D. Just makes them healthier all the way around, physically, mentally, the whole thing. Agreed. Agreed. Sometimes I wonder though if the way things are going with uh, with different like applications and uh, gaming content generally, YouTube. And I'm a huge. I watch so much YouTube, Aaron. It's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I like podcasts and I like YouTube, but I go like. I feel like it's really easy for people to take the easy way out right now and to spend, and I'm going to reference this. I was just talking to one of my friends 
earlier today for like two hours right before you and I hopped on. His name is Mason Richards. He's a, uh, he was a pretty big skater out of Texas, out of Austin. Um, and we were, and we talk all the time now and, and it's really fun to talk to him, but he, I'm not going to go into what happened, but he was talking about dating sites now on, on applications. I'm like, he's like, I feel so strange after getting out of said relationship that he's been in. This is a new, a new thing for him. He goes, I feel so strange that the new norm is just like swiping on somebody. And he's like, when, when, like, when I was in said, like before said relationship, these didn't exist. You had to like physically go out and talk to these people. And he's like, and now I feel like I don't know like why people would rather sit like on a couch and like meet somebody by like judging them, I guess. Like, and I'm going to say not, I guess, by totally judging them strictly based off appearance. Um, And then hopefully like someone also judges you based off appearance and you guys just happen to judge each other in the way where you'd like to meet up. It seems like so unnatural and weird. So bringing this back into skating is like, yes, anything active is good. And even including like, Hey, I'm going to go out to wherever today and maybe you'll run into, you know, someone special to you in the future, but it's just so easy to sit back now and, and look at a screen instead of go outside and, and do something about things you enjoy. Well, I mean, you even said it yourself, like the rollerblading actually helps your mental health. Mm-hmm. You feel great. <laughs> you got another delivery. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I really might have another delivery. No Hold on. No Y'all want to give it like... There is okay. quiet. There's, there's no more barking, so it's definitely not. It's not Good delivery. Guard Good guard dog. <laughs> oh, there it is. No, my fiance just got home. I just heard the door open up. Oh, so like... It puts you in a good mental space, like just getting out and rolling. But you said any sort of rolling, like it puts you in a good spot. I mean, mm-hmm. it does that for a lot of people. Like it does yeah. that for a lot of people, a lot of different situations. But it could be anything. It could be CrossFit. It could be going to your local like global gym. It could be riding your cruise, cruiser bike around. Whatever it is, like taking a walk in the evening, walking your dogs, whatever it is. Um, no, there's a multitude of things you can do to just get just to get outside of looking looking at a screen or or doing something repetitively that you don't necessarily want to do and you're kind of like cued to do it now because it's what you're used to it's very difficult to break that pattern so yeah i have friends that are really into riding motorcycles and i have friends that are really into riding fixed gears fixed gear bicycles uh i have neighbors that are like spend all their free time like full green thumbs super good at what they do and like that's what they enjoy i'm like yes go do that like continue that take your time like take you know, if, you, if you're if you going to spend 10 hours a day behind look, looking at the screen, then take one hour of that day and go do something fun with yourself. And and it's important to remember to have fun and having fun doesn't necessarily be looking at a screen. Yeah, it's part of discovering what you love to do. Like, mm-hmm. And that was something I struggled with for a long time. Like, what do I like? like? I've always done stuff for other people or I go with a group or I do this. What do I really like to do? Like, what's really fun for me? What is really fun for you? Oh, for sure. This podcast, it's 100%. Like I won't even hesitate. I love doing this podcast. I, I like, it's so much fun. Um, meeting new people, people like yourself, talking to them, even the process of like reaching out to them and asking them if they want to be on the show, the chance, like more than likely they're going to say no, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that excites me. Like I love doing that. I love to roll. like, I love rollerblading. I like to get on a scooter and roll around on a scooter. I love to ride bikes, like bicycles. Like I, mm-hmm. that was part of my childhood. I used to dirt jump them as a kid. So I just like, I like to ride around. I can just ride and cruise. Um, Sweet. I love my sports. I, I like trying new things as well. 
that always like learning something new that's really difficult fascinates me. Like mm-hmm. I I just got this idea. I'd never played hockey. I can ice skate. Well, like two different things, like playing hockey. Never done it before. I'm almost 40 years old. I'm like, you know what? I want to try getting an ice hockey league. Something new. I know nobody in the ice hockey world, period. Like zero. Mm-hmm. Get all my stuff, find all Craigslist, go out there and play hockey, meet new people, have a complete blast. I love it. It's fantastic. If it didn't cost so much money and I had other things that, you know, priorities in the way, I'd probably still be doing it, you know? Yeah. But it's, no, I hear that. I grew up playing hockey. That's what I love to do. You did, you grew yeah. up playing hockey? I grew up playing roller hockey. I played on a couple uh, traveling teams when I was younger. Roller hockey, not ice hockey. Ice skating and rollerblading, two totally different things to me, even though they're so similar. Nice. Um, yes, hockey's, hockey's incredibly expensive. <laughs> so expensive. For, for people that don't know, not only is it equipment, but you're also paying uh, usually league fees and rink time. And that stuff adds up. I have my, my sister and my brother-in-law have uh, two kids. One of them is an incredible hockey player. They both played hockey. My brother-in-law is Canadian, so they kind of had to. But um, one of them got very good at playing, and now he plays for multiple teams, and he's getting scouted college-wise to play for college teams. And I feel so bad for my sister because they're, they're letting him do it because it's his dream. But I'm like, they're like, the bank account is suffering. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I bet. Multiple yeah, leagues, multiple like, tryouts, driving around everywhere. It's a whole thing. You're talking three, four, five hundred dollars for like league fees and ice. I mean, that's you, that's the range you're looking at just to play on like a little city league. Nothing, you know. I can't. That's imagine. for one league. That's for one league. Yeah. He plays for multiple, so it's tough. It's tough. Yes, that's what I was saying. Like that, it is pricey, but it's super fun, and they're really just like the rollerblade community and other things I've done. They're like totally. A, really welcoming group of people that willing to help you learn. Like, you know, I've watched on TV a bunch of times, but when you sit on the bench and nobody tells you, like they just assume, you know, cause you haven't said anything. And then they go forward and they jump over the bench and you're like sitting there going, they go, that's you. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. where do I go? Just go skate out there. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's, uh, All right. I'm in. I'm in. What am I doing? I just skate around in circles. It's fun. There's there's something to team, or, yeah. There's definitely <laughs> something to uh, team sports and the structure of that I think that's really good for uh, for kids or anyone of all ages. But the interesting part about rollerblading is you you end up and I've heard this said a million times and I agree with it. He was like you kind of end up becoming your own coach and your friends become your own peers and your own coaches and everyone just kind of ends up coaching each other. I, I'm sure you've been to a skate park and like you're trying something and someone will be like get get on the top of the rail a little more or like get on the ledge a little more like hey bend your ankle like this or like dude your foot was only like two inches away and then you have it and you're kind of taking all these things in and like making micro adjustments until you finally learn it so that's like uh why skating or action sports are so fun because like your peers are your coaches and vice versa you get to a point where you can coach somebody on something too so that it makes it like really fun to be like that's why playing skate is so fun you know what I mean? Because like you can you can play someone that's like you could think you're good, and then play someone that's really good, and then you're like, ah, now I got to get better so I can rematch that guy and try to get him this time. You know what I mean? And so like you're constantly driving yourself. I think that's really fun. It also promotes such a like it gets you into the creative side of your brain. Like mm-hmm. if you love to create things, if that's what you like to do, you like to make something out of nothing, like transit, like the clothing company. You like to do that. Like it just fosters that creative side of your brain. You see the world in a totally different way. Everywhere you go and everything you do. 
Mm-hmm. That's one thing that that's another thing I love about it. Um, but do you? I I gotta ask this question before like before we get done with the podcast for sure because I, yeah. I, I do want to know like you're sitting on the couch like talking to him about this company, and do you feel like it's helped your mental like all your mental the, the like any of the issues you may have had like the OCD any any of that stuff like the therapy and help you work through the depression and stuff to get to move towards something that is your own, like your own business with that creativity and you're doing your own mm-hmm. thing, high risk, high fail. But do you feel like you're in a better spot because you've taken that leap? Absolutely. Like, first of all, like if you saw me right before I went into therapy, when I would like realize that I needed it and like realize I also needed medication, like I reached, I really reached a point where I was like, I can't help myself anymore. Like I need help to see me then and how I feel now are like, I literally feel like I blossomed and I still know I have like a so much longer to go. So I can only imagine what I'm going to feel like if we had this interview like a year later, but like if we go, okay, June 4th, 2021, let's do a recap and we could even do that. You know what I mean? And go like, well, what'd you learn? And I'll probably go, man, last year I was an idiot, dude. Like I should have done this and this and this, but you know, the only thing that the only thing, the only way you can learn is through time for a lot of the stuff does take time. There's no easy route about it. Um, but yeah, man, I took a plunge and whether the plunge was uh, my own personal finances. And then when uh, Tori gave me some capital to help, that was an extra really big plunge because Tori has been like a mentor. Like I've looked up to Tori for a long time. I think he's the epitome of cool, cool dude, great family, great business ethic. Uh, when his money entered my account to purchase some equipment that we needed. I was like, now it's really real now because it's not just my money, someone else's money. And then I remember Stefan helped me build the website. And then last minute, this is so last minute, right before the website launched, I was like, I'm, I don't like something about the website. I don't like, and I tried to tinker with it and ruined the website. And I called Stefan, I called Brando and was like, Hey dude, are you free? And he's like, yeah, what's up? And I'm like, can you FaceTime me? He's like, yeah. I'm like, Hey, so like this was happening with the website and I'm not really sure, but I think I pressed a couple of things. I don't know how easy it is to fix. And I was like, can you look at it? And he went on it and he's like, yeah, dude, um, you have two choices. We can either try to salvage what's left of the website or we can start over. And I was like, let's start over. And that's what the transit site is today. But like a lot of it is being like, I can't do it on my own. Right. So like, I need people like that. But when it comes to that, having the website, launching the website, and like, I remember just being like, okay, I'm going to launch the website April 1st. And then like you launch it. And I went on the Instagram account and was like, the transit sites now up. And like, and you just like sit back and go like, you just sit there and you wait. And like, all of a sudden people start commenting. And I remember seeing the first order come in. I was like, holy crap. Someone just like gave me their hard earned money for like a t-shirt that I thought of, or that like we made. And then it became more real, but yeah, like to answer your question, it's, it's like the, I think it's the coolest thing. One of the coolest things I've ever done for myself and for others. It feels good to like participate. It feels good knowing that I was never a pro and I never would be a pro rollerblader, but I'm somehow like going to leave some sort of imprint with me, Tori, myself, Steph, and all the guys on the team and everyone's pumped on it. The more excited I see everyone else, the more excited I get. So it's like a really good drive for me. Takes up some good time. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't give up that time that I spent on the company for anything, anything else. And there's only 
we have some pretty crazy things coming out that I think people will be like really pumped on. Well, I can't wait to see all of it, man. I've really enjoyed this a lot. Um, we, you definitely got to come back on and announce like you, this platform. I always say it's welcome. Like when you said that I, I reach out to all my friends, buddies, whoever, like if they have something, they are more than welcome. Just reach out to me. Let me know. You want to come on anything I can do to help. Like, I just want to pe- see people succeed. Like I'm yeah. not, I want to see, share their story. You sharing your stuff about mental health and this starting this company and what it can do may help one other person. If it does that and we don't even know about it, well then the job well done. So totally. that's the whole point. So if you've got anything you want to share, you want to help, like you need help, you want to put it out there, go for it. It only takes one. It only takes one. There's, um, you, yeah, like you, like you said, if you've asked people to come on your podcast, and uh, you think most people will say no, but it's the one person that says yes, and it's worth it then. It's worth it for you, and it's worth it for them. So that's a great point. Yeah, if we help even one person, we and we do one thing, that's the, everything was worth it, the cost, the time, the whatever, uh, it's all worth it for sure. Um, right, well, I, think we'll, I think we'll help some more. Let everybody know where they can find your stuff, um, You know where it's all at, Instagram, social media, what you got going on, and where they can buy the products. Yeah, the Instagram is at transit, T-R-A-N-S-I-T underscore co. And the website is www.heytransit.com. And on the website, you will find, uh, among things, you'll find a shop if you feel like uh, purchasing something. Thank you. Uh, But the site was really built for the resource center, uh, the blog, the podcast, et cetera. The resource center is kind of like the child of what the uh, website is. And on the resource center, you will find Uh, general mental health information. So that's kind of, it'll touch base on different sort of mental health uh, disorders and how you can go about uh, treating them or getting treatment for them, how to find insurance with or without, or sorry, how to find mental health with and without insurance, uh, as well as a guide on general mental health by state that'll give you a very baseline of who you can at least call in your state. We have every state in there. Uh, including American Samoa, all those. Um, and then the last thing you'll find is the transit community tab. We're still growing that, um, but that is literally a private Facebook group for people that just want to go on and talk. Uh, you have to uh, send an invite in and then we will add you. And at that point, like you, you know that you're in a place where you can kind of talk about things that are important to you and get help from your peers. So yeah, heytransit.com. Right on, man. Right on. Well, thanks so much for being on. I dig it. Uh, I'll put everything in the show notes. They can tag it. Um, Thanks again, man. This is awesome. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate your time. Thank you everybody for tuning into this episode of the podcast. And thank you to Kiro for being on. I really enjoyed it. Go check out his website, buy some of his shirts and products and support the brand. And if you need any sort of mental health issues or you know somebody who does, send them over to the website. Just read on it. Educate yourself. It's a really cool idea. Really awesome. I really had a blast. And until the next episode, see ya.